Look, just so you know, I'm not a total nerd. I also happen to be super into close-up magic. What a nerd. All right, nerds. Let's go. Get those nerds! Banana. 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 Welcome to Nerds. <laughs> Ow. Shake it. Were you waiting on that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Welcome to Nerdables. As always, I'm Rain R.A. <laughs> I don't know. I'm R.A. Rain. Joining me this episode are Travis and Ethan. What? I'm so confused right now. <laughs> what's going on? Travis, do you know what's going on? We'll do all our names backwards. So, um, before we... Whoa. Before we get started, we have some uh, news that... What are, <laughs> You were jacking it off again. <laughs> Holy shit. I just, because from the corner of my eye, I could just see your hand moving up and down on the microphone. <laughs> so just to be clear, it's not we that don't, Travis... We don't need to be clear. We don't need to be clear. <laughs> we don't need to say anything more than what Rich has just said. Okay. Travis is not moving on. here. Moving on. So anyways, uh, apparently Adam Carolla and his podcast are being sued. Um... Stop doing that. <laughs> I'm glad we're not doing video right now. Um, apparently, his his uh, podcast is being sued by a company called Personal Audio. And now we're being sued by them. Well, apparently, they're they're a trolling Probably. company, a patent trolling company. Sure. You know what that is? Oh, I'm well aware. Candy Crush Saga. Exactly. Very much so. King. King Publishers yes. or whatever. So you know what they do, right? They, they, yeah, set they basically up- search the world. For anybody using any kind of technology that they might have set up some inkling of a patent somewhere in the United States and then sue them into the ground, hoping to get some kind of settlement. Right, but what these companies usually do is because, like, East Texas is very – their courts are very friendly with, you know, the plaintiff. Right. They go in there. They set up an empty office, which is their place of business, and so they can say, okay, we're a resident of this area. Right. You know, we're, we're they set up here. a fake dummy corp. Exactly. And then they sue the shit out of these different companies. And now they're saying that podcasting in general is against their patent. Just the actual act of a podcast yes. is theirs. Yes. This is the same company. Personal Audio actually sued Apple and others because they claim that their patent, they had a patent against playlists. <laughs> <laughs> so, hey, you remember that time you made that mixtape in 1982? <laughs> we're suing we're you suing for that. <laughs> but they didn't just sue Apple one time, they sued him multiple times for the same thing. You got to be a dumb motherfucker to go after Apple right? and their legion of lawyers. <laughs> so apparently their their claim is that I guess number their thirty one in their patent says something about um, the system for what you want to read it. Go ahead. Which one are we looking at? The personal audio? System yeah, their, their claim number thirty. Their claim thirty one. Oh yes, claim thirty one uh, of its patent for. System for disme- <laughs> disseminating. See? Yeah, I know. I did it, too. Quote, quote, system for disseminating media content representing episodes in a serialized sequence, unquote. Yes. So they're claiming... So basically any TV show or radio show that ever has existed in the planet? Well, th- but they're mm-hmm. claiming that they're, it's online material. So that therefore it becomes nothing in that says Nothing on that says online. Which, you know what? That could also mean web series as well. Anything. 
that right there, system for disseminating media content representing episodes in a serialized sequence. That is any TV show, any miniseries, any radio show, any web series, anything, anywhere that ever told a story. The Lord of the Rings is a media content representing three episodes in a serialized sequence. So is Star Wars. So all books. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Any any multiple movies with sequels. So they're apparently suing Adam Kroll as ACE Broadcasting, How Stuff Works, and Togi, Togi. Togi Entertainment are all being sued. Um, Adam has launched a fundraising campaign to help pay for his legal fees and draw attention to the issue <laughs> and hopefully help, you know, before they stop, you know, they, they shut us down and all the other podcasts out there. They won't be able to because they're going to step onto a landmine of some giant corporation. Because here's the thing is there are little individual podcasts by celebrities. And I think the reason they went after him is because he's a, a minor celebrity. Sure. So he's worth some kind of money. And it's a, it, it's a statement, you know, just that would be my phone. It'll be a statement, you know, suit if they win it, mm-hmm. kind of saying nobody's safe kind of thing because we were able to take out a celebrity. But well, they also they're they, well, they're going after some semi-large corporations here. I mean, how stuff works, right? I mean, if that's through discovery and whatever else, I mean that you're starting to get bigger corporations. I, these guys are already morons going after Apple. So I mean, obviously they don't know when to say when. But see what they but do you is start going. You start going up against somebody like. ABC, CBS, NBC, one of the big three, mm-hmm. which are owned by parent corporations like GE. Right. You start touching into that zone, and you won't. They won't find your bodies. Well, see, they want when they were doing all their lawsuits for the playlist. They actually won some of those suits. You're and, kidding? No. Me. And here's the thing. And I'm going to play. Uh, Ad- whatever judge let that happen. Whatever judge in the United States let that happen should be mm-hmm. disbarred and buried alive. Well, see, here's the thing. If it goes to a trial, they're going to lose. But the problem is they're not going – in a lot of cases, they're not going to go to trial because settlement. people don't have the money to fight that to fight much. it off, yeah. So that's where Adam has started a fund anything campaign to help pay for the legal fees and everything. And he's, I, I want to play his, um, his little intro, you know, kind of explaining what he's doing. His State of the Union? I get, yeah, pretty much so, his State of the Union. So that way – you know, people can hear it, and and hopefully fans of podcasts will go there and maybe even contribute. He's doing a fundraising um, event down in uh, I think Huntington Beach or somewhere. Oh, nice! So you know, I'm thinking about going down there to it. Oh yeah, and representing. Okay, I mean, because you know, it it will. This could all affect, could affect us. Of course, it could. So let me play his thing. I mean, if you think about worst case scenario. These guys win every case they have against podcasting, and they erase podcast. Hand me my phone, so I'll shut it off. I'm about to throw it against the wall. You don't like R2? I like R2. I don't like him interrupting me. Oh, look. It's an important casting note for Arabella. That's awesome. Yeah. Great news, everybody. Yeah. Okay. If I'm worst, Absolute worst-case scenario, which is not going to happen, but worst-case scenario would be... He w- these people win every lawsuit they have mm-hmm. about podcasting and shut it down around the world. Podcasting is, no is completely gone. Yeah, and then you know what will happen after that? They'll go to web series. Yep, and then after web series, TV shows mm-hmm. and radio serials. What well, could even be start- not even just web series? If you have a YouTube channel and you keep putting up videos of your daughter that are basically a series or a son or anybody that's basically funnier a series, funnierdie.com, yeah, then it could they could take that out too. 
Oh, please. These there goes are, fucking internet. These people are the worst kind of people that exist. Hi, I'm small business owner Adam Carolla. I'm standing in my studio. I built this studio. Actually, we all kind of built this studio because you guys supported me and my podcast, and we started a nice, small business with a handful of friendly employees who aim to please. Unfortunately, they're guys called patent trolls. What do they do? Honestly, I still don't know. They buy up patents, and then they use them to get money out of businesses. And in this case, a podcast, a small podcast. Well, normally, people settle up with these guys because it's so expensive to fight these guys in court. Well, guess what? We're going to circle the wagon, band together, and come out throwing punches. Here's my plan. We all band together, all the podcasts, because remember, if I go down, well, then your favorite podcast is going down next, and we're going to all fall like dominoes. But if we all unify and stand and fight together, we can beat the trolls. But we can't do it alone. We need your support. Go to fundanything.com forward slash patent troll, and let's smash the trolls. So I'm going to have this up on our website, and I'm going to put up an article and everything and a link, and hopefully, you know, we'll, we'll help Adam and help ourselves in the same way. Oh, if the United States was actually uh, concerned about its citizens, it would outlaw patent trolls. Yeah. I, that's, honestly, that's what would happen. Honestly, I think these frivolous lawsuits, they really need to start prosecuting and putting people in jail for them. Yeah. But you see, the problem is that this gets money in for the state, so they're not going to care. No, but I, I, that's it, what I get the feeling from is like, yeah, these keep happening because the state and the judicial system in the state still gets the money out of the court fees okay. and things like that. Okay, better yet, instead of jailing, disbar the lawyers. Not only that, disbar the judges that Dis- are ruling on right. these cases. Those yeah. are there's where you, the, if you want to stop frivolous lawsuits, you disbar the lawyers and the judges because they're the ones that are making the money off this. Well, I don't Not know so much the judges. I don't know so much about making the money off of it as much as allowing it to continue to happen, allowing that those kinds of things to continue to circulate and continue and uh they're the ones making it official United States or state law that it's okay to do this. Yeah. Well, lawsuits in general. Because what I'm going to start doing is I'm going to start finding everything in the world that exists and literally patent every single thing that exists and just start suing everybody until they're all crippled and dead. Walk around saying, all right, all right, all right. And then that way, you know, you can patent it. And then poor Matthew McConaughey can't say it anymore. (laughs) Or every time he does say it, you make money off of him. It's it's amazing how disgusting these types of people are. um, I was watching... um, um, Gordon Ramsay's one of his shows, you know, and he, where he goes and helps like the you know kitchen nightmare or something. And there was a chick in Washington D.C. that patented a certain word that's like a trademark of their city, you know, that, that everybody says it, and she patented it and tried to sue people for using it, and then wondered why people wouldn't go to her restaurant. Yeah, because it's you're like, a what? You're a fucking horrible idiot. human being. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, it was the same when Donald Trump tried to trademark "you're fired." It's like, yeah, you can't trademark words. It's like I cannot believe that people try to get away with like trademarking English language words. Mm-hmm. Right? Like I own the word. Like, well, uh, uh, what's her name? Stupid lady. Uh, that's hot. 
Paris Hilton. Paris Hilton. Hilton. Didn't tried we, to tried to patent that's hot. Didn't we talk about this once on the podcast? Yes, already? we did. But it's matter of like, fact, I think it was, it was last week. It probably was. That's <laughs> disgusting that she's made it twice in two right? shows. So, um, you guys want to talk video games? Just get off of this. I mean, I, I it's, it's a serious subject that I, I wanted so, to address, and I want to make sure that that our uh, listeners and every listener of podcasts and fans of podcasts knows about this because it is something that's very serious. Mm-hmm. Indeed. Is. So. Titanfall is dropping this week, which is segway. Eh. There was absolutely zero there was segue. A, you, you, that that was the reason why I said it. I mean, we I, needed a wait, segue. Here, here, you want a segue? So let's drop this subject, and then we'll talk about what's dropping this week. That's a really weak segue, but that I'm trying to do it. There. Terrible segue. You should feel terrible. <laughs> anyway, so anyways, um, Titanfall is dropping this week. Which is probably the first major title of the year to drop, I think. The, this is probably the the biggest uh, of the anticipated of twenty two thousand fourteen. Twenty fourteen, so yeah, video games that are coming. And out. this is the first big game to drop for the next gen, but it's also for Xbox three hundred and sixty. So you can't just say it's you know dropping. Yeah, it's for both consoles, but right. this is the first real big, like this is the first really big slugger coming out for the next gen. Yes. And, I mean, last week or a couple weeks ago, the beta came out, and everybody was playing it. Matter of fact, the beta was so big that they had to release the cap that they'd originally put on it and allow it to the general public. And they extended a few days. Yes. which More was, than a few days. It was brilliant. It was beautiful. There, I mean, it's still it's going to be one of those things where there's going to take some time to learn the mechanics and, you know, parkouring and whatnot and to get the timing down, but it's still... Or you're just bad at video games. Yeah, whatever. Rusty. No, because that's not true. Because <laughs> that's not true. Because I play Assassin's Creed, so parkouring shouldn't be too bad. You accepted that so I easily. Know. You took that so easily. I still. I he still, usually does. Still, Assassin's Creed uh, Four is just oh, Black God. Flag. Black Flag is so. Is I that your it. Last of Us? Is, is this your Last of Us? Not like only. Ethan? Not only is it being a pirate, which right no, there you got me. He's actually played it. There you go. So there is the, a difference. That's there's the a difference. difference. Yeah. There's just so much shit to do to keep you going. Not even yeah. not even getting to the multiplayer shit. Yeah, forget multiplayer. Yeah, just being in the world itself, there's just so much. Like I, I finally um I I I harpooned a uh, humpback. Oh day, yeah, yeah. Which was a harpooning huge. whales. So Ah uh, the whaling. Yeah, I know. I just I wanna have the uh the whaling song from uh Futurama playing. That would be awesome. So that'd be a fun deal. That's dumb. So back to Titanfall. Releases this week. Um, no, it drops. It drops. Because the Titans okay. drop. Uh-huh. Hey. I got it. How many pre-orders do you think that Titanfall has? I'm going to go with... You're going to look at 500,000. 400,000. I'm saying 500. Wait, well, Ethan's closer. He went over. Now, see, that's where you need your... Uh, your sound effect from uh, Price is Right. Boom, 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 boom. So, okay, according to USA pre-order charts, the ending week of March 1st, Titanfall has 378,466 pre-orders for the Xbox One. They don't give us the uh, Xbox Does 360. Does give us 360? No, because that just gave me the top five. Oh, so maybe Travis is right. So it could be, yeah, with the, with the Xbox 360, you're probably talking, I would say there's at least 200,000 or more. No, I don't know. 
Because, because there's so I mean, many more people that have the Xbox 360 right I understand now. that more people have the Xbox 360, but more people want to play it on the Xbox One because that's where you're getting the most bang. I mean, the bang Xbox One is where you're supposed to be seeing the more, more bang for your buck. You're seeing better graphics. It plays more smoothly. That's the idea. Mm-hmm. That's the theory. Right. Xbox 360 should not look as good because it doesn't have the computing power. Yeah, that's true. Right, but then also it's a matter of the people who don't have the new uh, new gen system yet is still wanting to play that game. Well, they just don't want the NSA spying on them while they're trying we'll to play video to games. We'll get to that. We'll get to that. So, uh, okay, th- according to the to the chart, the top 5 pre-orders for 2014 ending right. So far ending with March 1st, Titanfall's number 1 for the Xbox One with 378,000. Yes. You want to do this one? I'll, I'll look up the Xbox. Okay, so uh the pre-orders as of March 1st, 2014, Titanfall is number 1. With three hundred seventy-eight thousand and change, uh, second is Infamous Second Son for the PS4, which has two hundred fifty thousand, almost two hundred fifty-one thousand. Uh, Destiny for the PS4 comes in at third, and this should actually these should be combined. This should all be combined stat- statistics because Destiny for the PS4 and then Destiny for Xbox One are three and four respectively, having two hundred thirty-nine thousand, almost two hundred forty thousand, and then two hundred nine thousand. Well, if you combine those, you've got four hundred fifty thousand pre-orders. Yes, which is more than Titanfall. Well, here's the thing. So that's kind that's, of saying something, and that's just U.S. Here's globally. The Titanfall for the Xbox One has five hundred and seventy over five hundred and seventy thousand pre-orders. That's for the Xbox One. No, that's pre-order. Right. Okay, so I've got the numbers for Titanfall three sixty. Uh, apparently, they delayed the game, or it's being delayed because of the higher pre-orders. They are saying that it's likely over three point five million for the Titanfall for the three sixty. You're kidding me. No. Wow. That's okay. Hold on, That's and it's being how... delayed for the 360 until March 25th. Wait a second, though. It's yeah. It's got 3.5 million pre-orders for the 360. Then why the hell isn't on that? Is it is that not on the top five? Of your vid, uh, I think it's because chart. that was as of March. I think that's for the week ending March first. You know when games are coming because those games are all coming out within the next week or so. This is coming right. out two weeks late, so it it would be on the next weeks. Yeah, but you said this is well. I guess I I don't know. I don't know why it's not on there. It just this is very interesting. But that's that's obviously worldwide too. But that tells me. I mean, what does that say about the adoption of the Xbox One? Well, no, it was like I was telling you, a lot That's of people true. have uh, reservations about getting the Xbox One. But this is and my so point they keep exactly. 360. And so that's why, you know, I, would, wow. I, was, I was pretty sure that but this how was telling is But how telling is that? That Titanfall for the Xbox One, and you said the global numbers are around 500,000. 500, over 570,000. Yeah, but think about that. So you're talking. 3.5 million to 570,000. Mm hmm. That's an insane, insane disparage between the two. Yep. Mm-hmm. I'm, but I'm wondering now how skewed the Xbox One sales are going to be now that they've released. Basically, you're getting Titanfall for free when you buy the system. So this, you know, and those pre-orders for the 360 were probably before the price drop announcement. So now some of those people that might have been pre-ordering it for the 360 may end up picking it up for the Xbox One. There's that's a good question. 
But wouldn't they cancel their pre-order to buy they, the bundle? They it depends. Not it even depends. just pick up their pre-order. That's the thing. Is like I know that when we used to work there, people would come in the night of picking up their pre-order, and they would just change their order then. And just adjust it to, hey, use the money that I put into the pre-order to go towards right. the bundled console. Right. Yeah. So here's the so next then you question. lose that, but then you lose that pre-order count. So here's the next question, Rich. Yes. What are the pre-order numbers for the Titanfall bundle Xbox One? That's going to be a very good question because, first of all, they announced it really late that the bundle was coming. It wasn't until what beginning of January into December that they it, yeah, it was a very late edition. So I don't know if there's really any numbers right now that establish how many pre-orders, but it'd be really curious to see how many number numbers of the game being sold were through the bundle opposed to just being sold individually. Well, they, they I, that actually won't count, will it? That won't count towards total sales. Sales are specific individual merchandise sales. If well, it's they, in a bundle, it's considered a different merchandising sale. But those games were still accounted for in the sales from EA. So those games were sold to Microsoft to, for Microsoft to put them in a bundle. Right. So they will be accounted for as far as sales, you know, because they are a game that they, they are being sold. It's just like if... You know, you go out and you buy 50 copies of Titanfall and then you resell them. You know, those those original sales were counted, you know, by the company or if they or even better yet, if if you're a company and they they send you 50 copies of it. Right. And then you turn around and sell sell them. Those 50 copies were already counted when they sold the sales into you. But this is done before the this is done before the retail market. Correct. This is done within the publishing and owning Correct. market. So, so it's a. Di- I think there is a different number scale involved. There probably there. is, but there, the games will still be the, the units will the still units be, will be the units will for. still be accounted for, but, but the, the sales, sales will be distributed differently. Correct. So I, we're going to have to wait until next week to find out what the sales numbers are for that bundle mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. to see if how much of a boost it gives Microsoft for selling the uh, system. Well, yeah, you'll definitely you, there definitely should be a boost in Microsoft sales, you know, for their bundles and which kind of gets into, you know, you want to talk about a segue. It's a brilliant segue because, you know, Sony just announced as far as March 2nd that they've sold over 6 million units of the PlayStation 4. That thing is just kicking everybody's ass. Well, they just released it in Japan, what, two or three weeks ago. Yeah, but I'm just saying globally, that thing's just kicking everybody's right. ass. Globally, because, you know... I mean, Microsoft is still trying to catch up with the Xbox One. Well, there isn't, there isn't really any official numbers that Microsoft's put out of how much. Which, why is that? I don't know. I really don't I know. Want, are there They're s- very here's, Okay, I'm going to play devil's advocate. Are their sales that horrible that they don't want to release the no, numbers? No, they're, they're estimated right now 4 million worldwide. Right, so why aren't they They led releasing- in December. So why aren't they releasing numbers to people? I don't know. I, I the only yeah, thing the only the thing reason- I can think of is now that my, that they may have been waiting for Sony to announce theirs, so they can say you know announce theirs, or they're waiting for Titanfall to boost it to boost it. Well, that's a very good point. And Titanfall will boost it. The question is how much. Right. My side of it is. Microsoft has always been very vocal about sales numbers and has been very vocal about how they're doing in sales. They were always, always the first guys out the gate every week to go, hey, 
the sales, the RPDs came in, the sales came in. Here, look what the Xbox did because the Xbox 360 was outselling everybody else so well. And because there's and a lot of customers that will go out there and they will buy it because they've heard, oh, well, the Xbox is outselling the PlayStation. I'm going to go buy it. Or the PlayStation's outselling the Xbox. I'm going to go buy that system. Yeah, but see, here's the problem, though. It's like this, this is why I'm bringing up why have they been so quiet about their numbers is because they were always extremely vocal when they were on top. The I, second they're not number one, all of a sudden they don't have numbers. I them. honestly think it's waiting to see what happens with the Titanfall drop because, and, and the price drop. I mean, you, you want to talk about segue to drops there, you know, because their price drop is happening with Titanfall. Right. So, I, And then they've got the big price drop in Europe. Right. Where they're dropping it to under they're, – they're dropping it into the 300 scale. Right. I mean, you're talking – you're getting the system, you know – you're getting the system w- with it being, if you're into the motion and into the voice caption system for the same price you're getting the PlayStation without, then they're not having that included. So you have to buy their their I or whatever they're calling it with right. their voice command, with their basically their connect separately for another $50. So now you're talking. You love making this argument. No, no, no. I'm just saying because it, it's a point that, that really should be brought up because – what you're getting, and I'm not, I'm not, I'm, I, everybody can say that, you know, I'm just being a Microsoft fanboy or not, but I'm looking at it as for what you're getting straight out of the box with the Xbox. Right. And what you're getting straight out of the box with the, with the PlayStation. Right. You have more capabilities, whether you want them or not, than you, with the Xbox than you do with the PlayStation. You have to buy the extra piece right. for Sony's to make it do what the Xbox does. So my retort to that statement would be number one you're getting more horsepower albeit small you're getting more horsepower Mm -hmm. in the ps4 than the xbox right you don't have the nsa starter spy toolkit right with the ps4 (laughs) over the xbox and then the other thing is with the ps4 you're getting what sony is claiming is a more pure video game machine correct Whereas Xbox, and my thinking is, it's not so much that you're getting more from it as you're getting a larger variety of options with it. Correct. Microsoft has really gone the way of the, our machine can do everything entertainment. You can watch anything, you can listen to anything, you can see anything, you can do anything with our system. Mm -hmm. Whereas Sony has very much saddled itself up with, we are here for the core gaming community. Right. We play video games. We don't play movies. Even though the PS4 does all the Netflix, the Amazon movies. The they also do the 3D movies where Xbox doesn't do that as of yet. That's a thing. Um, and, see, here's the thing. And Microsoft, Microsoft, is, and Microsoft finally had to jump on board with the Blu-ray disc. Yes. Microsoft has their, the Xbox One. They're trying to make it more the centerpiece of your entertainment, you know, of your home. Correct. That's where they're going. They, they've, they've said, you know, well, everybody already knows the quality of the games we put out. Everybody knows, you know, because Xbox 360 was leading PlayStation 3. It was a hell of a solid system. Right, and because of the games and because it had more games. So they're saying, you already know what we can do as far as gaming. This is what we can do as far as everything else. The problem is what you're doing is with your core gamers, you're making it seem like, well, you, we don't care about gaming anymore. So and, and a lot of families that are going to it are not tech savvy. That's very and true. And when they start hearing all these other things, they're thinking, oh, well, 
I already have a TV that you know can do this, that, and the other that plays Netflix, things like that. And They're see, not understanding what else it can be. It's for those tech savvy people that want to have everything integrated. And that's, but see, therein lies the problem because if if I'm not tech savvy, I'd probably go more towards the Xbox One, which is going to make all those things easy and simple in one spot. Sure. If I am tech savvy, I already know there's 30 million smart TVs right. and smart computers and smart TV computer hookups and the PS4. Mm-hmm. I don't need the Xbox One. I can do everything the Xbox One does with my smart TV with ever having to have the Xbox One on. The problem, though, and is... And then the, I can shift over to my video game machine when I want video right. games. The problem is, though, and we've seen this since E3... Microsoft has not marketed themselves very well. They've been throwing out all of these words and all of this technology and stuff, trying to explain it to people without simply sitting down going, it makes your life simpler. If you want to turn turn your TV on and say Xbox on, it'll turn on the system and you can watch TV immediately. Things like that. Until you have to yell at it 40 times before it actually turns on. You actually have to talk nice to it. Oh, I've tried talking nice to it, and it still wouldn't turn on. But that's because you're trying to turn on my Xbox, which doesn't, doesn't know your voice yet. It doesn't matter. I've turned your Xbox off the same way. I just couldn't turn it back on. He always on. turns my Xbox off. That's I bet gross. he does. The thing that's interesting about all of that is the fact that it, the more we're talking about it, Microsoft is becoming Apple. Yes. Because they're trying to make it simple, easy, user-friendly. Yes. Which is... That was the whole idea behind my or Apple when they were doing the iMacs and the iPods. Yes. It was simple, easy user integration for the people who couldn't do technology. Yes. So Microsoft, the beacon of the geek, nerd, tech-savvy person, is going soft? Yes. Well, see, here's... A, Interesting. What, you know, and I know this because you know I, I've done a lot of home audio video stuff and integration, things like that. Smart houses are becoming a reality where you're having everything integrated into your, you know, where you press one button or two buttons. And not only that, but integrating your most simple or most advanced uh, technologies or utilities for your home. Correct. To your other tech devices. So your iPhone, your iPad, your Samsung Galaxy, your different phones and Mm -hmm. tablets can now turn on your lights while you're on your way home. Correct. Can unlock your front door, can turn on your washing machine, can start the microwave. Any outlets or anything like that you have connected to the network or to your home network can be... So you can literally have every light switch in your house, every you know, light or uh, electrical plug in your house connected to your network through other, you know, of course you have to get other integration devices to do this, you know, Lutron, things like that, but it allows you to be able to do all these things even before you get home. Or, or you can be, you know, on vacation or something and you want to check on your, your house to make sure it's okay. Your, your security system can be integrated into it. Or you can say, okay, I, want, I don't want to have the same lights popping on every night. Yeah, gone is the day where you set up a timer right. into the plug socket, you know, of mm-hmm. your lamp in your living room. Now you're literally like, oh, hey, it's 5 p.m. at home. I'm going to turn on the living room lights and one of the bedroom lights. Yes. And then set a timer within my iPad to turn it off in three hours. Mm-hmm. So it looks like somebody's home at the house. What does this have to do with Microsoft and the Xbox One? Micro, this is their first step to integrating all television-based entertainment 
into you know their their form of the system to do it. And so you can actually have your you can have your your amplifier hooked into it as well. Not just your you know your direct TV or cable box or anything like that. You can have it where your Xbox will turn up your surround sound, turn down your surround sound, and take care of everything like that. And then move to the next step of Microsoft Smart Glass, which integrates your Xbox interface with your tablet or your phone. Yes. And that also reflects off of what shows you're watching and what games you're playing. Correct. I mean, you can uh, TiVo right now. Everybody was talking about. Well, I don't care. If, you know, if if the Xbox knows what programs I'm watching and tells me, you know, what's going on with it. You know, TiVo does this already. It will, if you record a show, it will tell you other shows are similar, or even start recording them for you. You know, Xbox has set up where if you all of your friends that are on your Xbox One, you know, can rate shows. They can suggest shows. Um, Microsoft's integration with the Xbox One, where you're becoming, you know, you can watch TV and basically social network about the program and everything right there on your screen. I know most most gamers do not give a shit about this. You know, most people don't give a shit about this, but it's there for those that want it. And it's it, and we're, this is all part of the next generation of televisions and DVD players and everything that it's coming through with Microsoft right now. Should which is all leading to a question, believe me. Should video game systems be separate from the rest of entertain, you know, like your your home entertainment? It doesn't have to be, and it, the market, whether we like it or not, has pushed itself to that integration as it is, anyways. Because Nintendo has Nintendo TV, right. and it has different applications you can use. You can use YouTube now. Right. Microsoft has done it and has been the real proponent and pusher for all of that mm -hmm. stuff. Sony do has done it. If you go on to Sony right now, you can download YouTube, you can download Netflix, you can download mm -hmm. Amazon, you can download Hulu. So all of the systems have their integration right. of other media. How far that goes is a good question. Do you think that one reason Microsoft is pushing so hard for it right now is because they fell so far behind Apple and they don't want that to happen again? I don't know if that's the case because the whole point of Microsoft was always for the do-it-yourselfer tech-savvy person. It was for the person that was really mm -hmm. about the PC and the and the the you know knowledge of computers. Apple tried to fight that fight for a while early on, but also early on adapted the simplicity of we are here for the everyday user right. who doesn't know what they're doing or does and wants to either take it to the next level or make it easy. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I think it's kind of two different worlds. I think Microsoft wants to make it simple at the same time taking over everything. Right. All-inclusive. So, which just kind of goes right into the next thing with it is, have we gone too far, or are we getting too far with the... What we're, what they're capable of because you know with the Kinect even though most people aren't even using the Kinect anymore for the camera they're using it for just the voice commanding but the camera is still there and now there's reports coming out um, from I think it was what Edward uh, Snowden Edward Snowden last week leaked so. some information that a British intelligence agency identified the Xbox Kinect as a potential surveillance source. 
and this was also there was also another article releasing about uh, that the NSA was involved as well. That at some point, the spy agencies were looking at the Connect as a plausible spying device. Right. And it, yeah. The, um, in January, um, let's see. The NSA. Uh, there was documents that leaked that showed the NSA and GCHQ had uh, scooped up user data not only from Xbox Live but from World of Warcraft and Second Life. Right. Of course, Microsoft has come back saying that they've never heard of this program. Of course they haven't. But see, here's a question, though. I don't know what you're talking about. But here's a question, though. Microsoft may not even be aware of it. Oh, know? please. I mean, you could, you could back in. Oh, please. You could, government official. And well, I was going to ask, do you ever sit there when you're playing a game and feel like, you know, somebody's watching you and you're, you know. At... Well, that's he why. Found Captain Winky. <laughs> Oh my god! Oh wow! Sound effects are here. <laughs> Sound effects have started. At least you, at least you found the good ones to put in there. <laughs> he found Captain Winky. Um, I don't buy for a second that Microsoft didn't know something was going on. But do you think it's actually happened? Oh hell yes! Oh hell yes! Uh, other information that Edward Snowden has already leaked has stated that. Uh, the NSA has been data farming every text message, every email, and every phone call mm -hmm. for the past ten years. Mm -hmm. So See, here's it's the... it's out like that. That's there's no doubt. There's no doubt that a device that can record uh, your movements, videotape you, and listen to you isn't being used to pick up those signals. Because here's the thing: when you if you played some of the Connect games, right. some of the original Xbox 360 Connect games, some of the exercise games, mm -hmm. that whitewater rafting thing, like right. different games like that, you could not only play them at home and it would mat like take whatever movements you were doing and give you points for sure. whatever balls you hit or tapped or caught or anything but it was taking pictures and recording those pictures and showing them back to you at the end of the game right. saying like congratulations here's your best pose right here's your funniest pose well i'm sorry it's recording. and now you're on the terrorist watch list <laughs> well but this is what i'm saying it's recording you enough that it's recording every movement you're making to track every movement you're making to keep score of what you're yes. doing in the game but not only that it's saving those videos and taking photo shots, like photo snaps of those, mm -hmm. to show them back to you at the end of the game. You don't think it's not storing those? Not only that, you could play those games. You could play those games online with people. But here's the thing, which means those videos have to be streamed over the internet. Sure. And the NSA has already shown that they can piggyback into anything. Any. So you think they can't get into all that stuff and record all that and stuff? And it's not. You should say it's please. not just the Xbox. Child, please. It's not just the Connect. Any camera, Webcams. any camera that's connected to the network, smartphones, tablets, anything that has a camera, IMAX, yeah, your surface, your yes, anything that has a camera that's connected to the network, the internet, can be used and can be hacked to watch. Correct. And just look at the TV show Leverage. They used to do it all. Oh my god! I know. <laughs> But, but, it is, but it is extremely true that, yes, they are 100% watching people at every point possible. Now, whether they're actually actively watching you or not, that's – I don't know how far-fetched that is. 
But the fact that they're at least farming that data, the fact that they're at least piggybacking into these devices mm -hmm. and recording the camera, whatever it's taking, and then just storing that data, that exists. That is happening. Well, they're also talking that the, the Xbox could also become a political device as well because they can put political advertisements up based on your user, you know, um, what, your, I guess... You, you know, the way you are as a user, you know, it's the same way like when you're on the Internet and you visit like different type of companies that would be, you know, retail type establishments. No, they Chris Christie, I don't support you. <laughs> no, I don't. So now go ruin a bridge somewhere. So seriously, we've entered the, the era of the watchdogs. Yes, we have entered watchdog era where they are watching you, period. And now you know I brought that up, right? Segway. <laughs> go ahead, Ethan. Travis already did it. Oh, <laughs> poor Ethan. Do you want to? Do you want to take the segue? Because the segue to Watch Dogs. Yes. So the video game Watch Dogs, which is exactly what we're talking about, with which the... is about a hacker and Big Brother and who's watching you and what's right and wrong and viable and not. God, we could go on with Edward Snowden for a long time. I know, right? You can hit your winky again. You can hit your winky again. <laughs> That's Good gross, Lord. Rich. <laughs> But the it was problem, Travis hitting his winky earlier. Okay, that's it, not was, me. it was. It uh, was. The big problem that has come up with Watch Dogs, uh, a game about hacking and Big Brother watching you, mm -hmm. is the graphics and the whole idea. One of the big, big ideas that was being touted about Watch Dogs was the fact that it was supposed to be one of the big graphical juggernauts of the new next gen. Well, even like when I was looking at the video we watched a little earlier before we started recording, I was like looking at it, I was like, I'm trying to tell the difference. For me, I couldn't tell much of a difference. But I mean, then again, it, these are like videos that we're watching online that could just be uh, encoded incorrectly or whatever. It doesn't. Um, That's very true. You know, but um, <laughs> I there, there are a couple videos out there. So the, the bottom, the, what we're getting at here is that the graphics have been downgraded. Right. For the video game. Uh, when we saw the release trailers at E3 this last year, which, of course, never means anything but means something, uh, as it always does, the video that we saw, the gameplay that we saw for Watch Dogs was gorgeous. Oh, it was, it was amazing. Very yeah. good looking. The, the light reflections, the water enhancements, the smoke, the dust, the wind, it was all extremely, extremely polished and looked very nice. And this was shaping out to be the like one of those big graphical juggernauts on top of having a very interesting, you know, mm -hmm. context for the storyline. Well, Ubisoft was also pushing the fact that its graphics were so much better. That's so the much... other part of this whole story is the fact that Ubi was like, no, look how pretty this game is. They right. weren't like, hey, here's a next-gen title that's all about hacking Here's all what these we cool can things. do also, but here's what it looks like. Exactly. It's amazing. you got to get this game because it looks so good. So a new storyline gameplay trailer came out this week for Watch Dogs. And boy, does it look different. Oh, yeah. It looks like it might be a step below GTA V, which came out two or three months ago. Step or a couple steps? Because to me, it looked a couple steps behind. It, it really, I mean, you've got to get some really, really uh, high-quality photos and videos. Mm -hmm. Because, like Ethan said, some of the videos that are online are a little right. code grumbly. And you get some you know, static and you get some like saying, graphical noise. I couldn't tell much of a difference by watching the videos that we saw online. Right, right. But, yeah. but there are videos that have been released since this new 
this new trailer of gameplay footage came out and the original stuff that we saw at E3, and it is a much different looking game. Now, as far as the playing and everything, obviously the gameplay is the most important thing. The storyline is very high up on importance. Mm -hmm. But when you tout this as a graphical game, when you say, hey, this is going to be a looker for the next generation, and then you bring it out, and it's like, well, yeah, it, it looks kind of like all the other current-gen games, which mm -hmm. we're in the next-gen now, so it's a current-gen game. When we're looking at it, we're like, yeah, it looks like a current-gen game. That's not a good thing. And mm -hmm. the reason this is being brought up, and this is such a big issue, mm -hmm. is because this has been an issue for a mm -hmm. number of years and has been a problem that is becoming a bigger one in the video game world. The video game world is shooting itself in the foot, and this has become a major issue. It, it happened with uh, aliens, uh, colonial space marines. Right. Um, it, well, this has been going on for quite a while. Mm -hmm. it, it really has. And remember, what was the one you brought up a minute ago? London. Uh, Hellgate London. Hellgate London. London. That was a gorgeous, gorgeous, gorgeous looking game. And they kept promising the game, what you were watching is going to be what the game, and, you know, the in game gonna play be is going to be the final product that you um, play. Right. And it never came close. Not so much. Uh, another one was Star Wars The Old Republic, mm -hmm. the MMO. Mm -hmm. And that kept the, getting delayed because they kept trying to get to the game. Let's be honest, I mean, that one they did try to get it there, but what they had but it offered, did not do it. they could never get to. So this is a problem that is becoming bigger and bigger, and actually it was enough of a problem that the past two E3s, game publishers, game producers, have made a specific point of when showing certain titles, they will walk out on stage at keynotes and say, hey, guys, what we are about to show you is in-game playing mm -hmm. footage. And they do that on purpose to separate themselves from this very kind of well, faux pas. Do you remember Killzone 2 when they first showed that? Oh, my God. That was like that was like it looked better than than Watch Dogs looked. Yeah, I mean, and that was that was they kept that one. They kept saying this is what it, you know it's going to look like. Then they kept delaying it, and delaying it, and delaying it. And then it came out, and it was like, wah, oh, wah, well, wah, what wah. we showed you was you know a CGI cinematic. Yes, and that's why actually when you watch certain trailers online of certain games, you'll see down in the very bottom corner like uh, car final. ads. It'll say. Cinematic, mm -hmm. you know, or not or final PC generated, or yeah, like CGI, or it'll exactly. say not in game, you know, in game not play. gameplay footage. Right. So, uh, Watch Dogs is getting uh, Ubi is is getting a small scramble to try to deal with this because a lot of the gaming world as a whole is now sitting here going, "Hey, you you didn't just say here's a really cool next gen title. Mm -hmm. You said here is a graphically beautiful new." next-gen title that will be a mainstay and a juggernaut to, to pr propel us into what the next-gen can do. Mm -hmm. And it does not look that good. Well, Ubi's PR and event manager, uh, was it Tessa? Tessa Villain? Villain. <laughs> Villain, yeah. I <laughs> know, it's right. Villain? Could, could they have found a more worse name for a oh, person? Oh, we're, we're completely butchering her name. I know. It's it's probably Villain. It's Villain or, or something, yeah. Yeah, but but still, Villain. You could, you could say Villain. Right. She got on Twitter immediately after this started circulating, and she put up a bunch of different tweets. Um, like one of them was defending Watchdogs. Yeah, defending Watchdogs. It was a, a bit of a bummer about how some people not liking the graphics of Watchdog trailer. I saw the game guys, and it looks. I, I saw the game guys, and it looks incredible. Promise. Then another one was trust me on this. You won't. I saw the game. Looks incredible. It looks what a next game, a next gen should look like. 
Does she know what a next gen game looks like? Uh, no, this this is my favorite one. Yeah. Go ahead. Really, they didn't downgrade anything. It's just a little different <laughs> when you first saw it, I guess. It it really does look great. That is such a sideways backpedal. Oh, it's totally. hilarious. It's just different, guys. In my opinion of the game, it's purely based on what I saw when I was playing it. Now, now let's not like split hairs here. It it looks different. It looks way different. But it's still does amazing. It lo- yeah, does it look bad? It does not look bad. No. It does not look like a bad game at all. But does it look like what they were showing us at E3? Not one bit. No. And this has plagued gaming for the past few years, and it's something that will bite you in the ass. Yeah, I mean, it, it's just not, it's not something just that Ubi, or Ubisoft has been doing. It All across the board. The game world as a whole, the game mm-hmm. publishing business as a whole has been doing this and has gotten caught with their pants down more than a few times. Yes. I mean, Space Marines, people were extremely excited about. I was totally excited about that People were jumping out of their skins for the Alien Space Marines. When that game came out and when it was as bad as it was and was as glitchy as it was and looked as poorly as it did, I mean, people panned the hell out of it. Wasn't Duke Nukem like that also? Oh my god, yes. But not only that, they did horribly. Mm -hmm. They could not sell it, and it killed the game. It literally killed the game. And I think that's one reason why Star Wars of Old Republic failed. Well, not only that, but now it went from being a a paid MMO to now being a free MMO. Well, not only that, it's just going to be gone soon. Because not only did it not look great, but it didn't play that great. And on top of which, it was a WoW clone. It was another WoW clone. Sure. Which really killed it. The, the, the thing that's coming up with this is now we're looking at all these next-gen titles that are coming out, and the, there's a couple that come to mind right away. The first one being The Shadows of Mordor, the mm-hmm. new Lord of the Rings game. When you go and look at that trailer online, they're playing the game. Right. But it's got to be a PC alpha build of the game. Sure. It's not ported to a console yet. So we're seeing PC graphics. But when you look at that game... It is gorgeous looking. Mm-hmm. The way the light plays on the characters and the way his cape, his tattered cape is like flowing and right. everything. I mean, the different graphical pieces in that look ungodly good. Mm-hmm. But and, but will it look like that when it comes out? I mean, let's not forget Lord of the Rings. The, this isn't the first time that we've had a Lord of the Lord of the Rings game that looks amazing. But when when it came out, I think it was uh, War of the North or something, one of those, it did not look or play as well as what it had been anticipated. Right. And the other game that might be suffering from this same scenario is Tom Clancy's The Division, mm. which was a sleeper at E3. And when we all were talking about E3, it was one of my big, huge, like, where the hell did this come from? And it looked amazing and sounded so cool. And it's the one where you're in New York City and you play m- online multiplayer where you're a group of, like, three. Uh-huh. And there's other groups of three all over the city. And you're kind of fighting for survival after an apocalyptic situation. It looks and sounds really, really cool. When we were watching the game at E3, it was beautiful. Uh-huh. The graphics were amazing. Everything looked so cool. The snow and the player, everything looked great. A couple new images just came out. Doesn't look as good. Not as detailed. Snow's gone all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. And we're like, wait a second. This isn't what you gave us. This isn't what you promised us. And that's really the disparage between the gamers wanting to play the game and the producers giving us the game. Destiny's, Destiny is another one that could end up like that. 
I mean, you're talking because you know. I mean, granted, they're not they're not pitching the graphics as much as Watchdog and some of the others were, but they're still you know it's a next gen title. Right. It's supposed to look and from what was shown looks amazing, but you're ta- when you're also talking about what up to sixty four different players able to play at the mm-hmm. same time. You're probably not going to get that graphic. Comp- well, it depends on it, it, that. Starts depending on how much is required for your system, your PS4, mm-hmm. to display the game on its graphics engine and everything, and then what is your online latency for your I, your ISP, right? And then what are the server loads and what servers are they using? That's I mean, there's a whole lot of things right. involved in that because then you're dealing with online connectivity, the servers that are handling the players and all the computers connected to each other, your internet connection itself, and then what your computer is actually doing for the game visuals. Right. So that's uh, a whole other thing, which brings us full circle back to Titanfall right? and the graphics of that game and how that game looks. The to me, it does. To me, from what I saw, and it was just a beta. It didn't, and it's it's hard to remember that you know that we're talking that you know from what I saw from E three to now, you're when you first see it, it's like you know that nostalgia, that oh my god, you know that just that you're visually being stunned at once. You know you're you're being visually stunned, and that doesn't almost make sense. Not at all. But. But you are. You're being stunned. You, you, you are getting stunned in a way by what you see because you're just immediately – it's like when you first go see a movie or something or first see the trailer for a movie. You just was like, oh, my God, that is amazing. Then you see the second trailer or something. You go, well, maybe not as well. You know, it's that, that first visual image you get. It's like shocking in a way. You're stunning. Right. And I don't really remember you know, that feeling that I had with Titanfall. I, I had it, I know, but I can't remember – if what I saw that first time, you weren't jaw dropping it, right? <laughs> you know, but it is. It's still very, very gorgeous, very pretty. I, you know, it's an exciting game. I can't wait to to get mine and play it. You know, uh, but I, I don't. I, I I've been burned too many times. You know, like there's a game uh, coming out for the PlayStation Four, The Order, like The Order eighteen ninety two or something like that. It when I first saw this at E three, I was like, oh my god. This is the most gorgeous game in the world. I can't wait for this game. It had everything that I want. You know, it had London Whitechapel during the you know, right after the the um, uh, during the Victorian age and everything. It had I know I'm just all over the place. It has steampunk, you know, all this stuff. Yeah, and I'm like, I can't wait for this game. But I'm worried that what I saw was just a cinematic, and I know it was just a cin- cinematic. But I'm worried that once you get to that gameplay, it's going it to... It won't measure up. Yeah. And it's happened many, many times over. Way too many times. So another game, you know, that just came out and just was Talking announced. about graphics and glitches Talking about, and gameplay. Yeah. Batman, uh, the last game of the Arkham series just, just announced by Batman Rocksteady. Arkham Knight. Yes. The trailer... Wait, wait, there was a big thing you said in there that we kind of graced over. Which? Who announced it? Rocksteady. Yes. And this is a very, very, very big deal. Yes, that Rocksteady announced it because, because they did not do Rocksteady had it. Well, yeah, no, no, no. We can say that straight away. Rocksteady had nothing to do with Arkham Origins, correct? Which was an all right game, but when you really get into <clears throat> when you really get into criticizing Arkham Origins, it was glitchy. Mm-hmm. It had graphical issues. 
it was basically a cut and paste of Arkham City with new skins on it, and it didn't change that much in the game as a whole. As I said it off the mic. But but hold on, it didn't change that much of the game itself. Correct. It gave some new voices, mm-hmm. and it gave new looks for like new skins for characters. But even most of the bad guys you were fighting against, even the baddies, right. were almost generic right. and almost rehashes of what you had already done. Right. There was mm-hmm. nothing new to it. So the problem being that was done by a different video game company yes. who we won't tatter. Now Rocksteady, who was the original Correct. Arkham makers, are coming back to finish the series. Yes. As I said with Origins, it should have been nothing more than a DLC, downloadable content. And I, I think could see that happening. If, if they would have just left it as a DLC for Arkham City, I think it would have been better received. Possibly. Possibly. Arkham Knight, which is Rocksteady, which, you know, everybody was saying that the reason that a different publisher did Origin was because Rocksteady was working on another Batman title. Uh, At the time, everybody was assuming it was going to be Arkham World, and that's why they couldn't do this one, because they they needed to focus on what was coming out. Right. Which now is Arkham Knight, we know, and looks... Of course, it was just, just a cinematic... Of course, the Arkham, the See, Arkham no, Origins cinematic. Yeah, let's go back to with, that with the uh, the, the whole Batman thing growing up. Oh, that was that was basically beautiful. Bruce Wayne growing up. Yeah, that, that is one of the coolest cinematic trailers for a video mm-hmm. game I've ever seen. And this new cinematic trailer for Arkham Knight, yes, looks just as gorgeous and just as cool. The only problem is it's a cinematic trailer. Right. I don't know what the game's actually going to be like. You are, but the thing that they did also announce was that if you pre-order it, you oh, get to God, play as Harley Quinn. Pre-order. Pre-order. You are going. There is going to be. There are going to be so many people that pre-order that just do, because do, 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 Harley pre-order. Quinn. You know that just because Harley Quinn. Uh, whatever happened to playing a game and unlocking things in the game, or playing the game and beating it and unlocking stuff? Right. But you I know, remember back in the day. But now it's like Target's got their own exclusive. Walmart's no, got. I don't yeah. care. Yeah. I'm tired of it. It's but crap. The, I'm tired thing. of. Pl- uh, I am so sick and tired of paying for stuff that should be in the damn game to begin with. You mean like give, all of the uh, tablet games? Give me... No, for, forget that. Forget the Candy Crush crap where you have to like pay or the Farmville or any of that shit. Forget that crap. That's not video games. I'm sorry. That's not video games. I'm talking about actual PC or console video games yes. where you have to pay a pre-order price to get a certain level unlocked or to unlock a certain character or to get a bunch of weapons that you wouldn't otherwise get. That should be in the damn game when you finish it. I'm sick and tired of these you need a-holes. You need an applause sound effect for this one. <laughs> because this is, no, it's utter bullshit. No, it, it is. It is complete bullshit. Real games used to be, and I know you would go to the arcade and pump quarter after quarter after quarter mm-hmm. into the arcade, and that's awesome, and I love that, and that's and that's arcade games. But when you got get the the heyday of games, and we are in a golden era of games. Do you see how red his face is getting? But the but the but the golden age of games was when you could go buy a game, mm-hmm. and you would play through the game, and you would think, my God, I, like that was so fulfilling yes. to have just played that game. And you get to the end, it gets to the end of the credits, and you go, you just unlocked 
A, B, and C, and you're like, what the fuck? Right, and then they get to play and again. And then you go start the game over, mm-hmm. and you have some new gun and some new character and some new map that never existed before. Mm-hmm. And then they go, oh, yeah, and by the way, if you beat it on Legendary, there's a whole other thing you get to unlock. Yep. And it gave a whole new level of replayability to the game that made you that much more invested in the game. And that was all stuff included in the final copy of the game. Yep. You didn't have to sit there and go, like, oh, I guess I'm going to pay fourteen ninety five for the Golden Sword. Right, Kiss or or then, or then they had you know the downloadable content. Now you know, oh, if you want to have play as your favorite character, which happens to be this guy, then you have to buy this whole pack of these characters. You don't give a shit. It, about. It's disgusting. Here's the funny thing, though, is for one, like these items that like oh you can play, you can download this character if you pre-order, you get this code. If you buy the game at launch, most of the time, I'm not going to say every time because it's not every the time, but most of the time. It's the code that's inside the packaging. So then you didn't even need to pre-order it before. You could just walk in, buy it the day of launch, and you have that pre-order code. It where depends you can on where you go. It depends. If you go to Target, they have certain ones that have well, it in there. Regardless. If you go to Walmart or whatever. Regardless. Like if you were going to go pre-order it from Target because you wanted to play as that character, for example. Right. But you didn't pre-order it. You can still walk in the day at launch. And that pre-order code is inside the game pack. So it's like, what's the point of pre-ordering? Just so I can guarantee a copy that you're going to have 50,000 of anyway? Well, game, GameStop and then they get like a, a tablet pad of these codes. So then they hand it out to you when you get it. Or they give you, uh, you have to go to online and it'll yeah, but give then you a here's code. The, here's the other side of that, too, is if I decide to wait maybe, what, five, six months and then buy the game, they're gonna have the complete, gone. huh? Yeah, the complete, the that, gold the complete edition, edition, or the platinum edition, where everything that you paid for in the downloadable yeah. is now included in the game. Is yeah. in the game. So what's the point? Yeah, and I need to make a distinction. There's a distinction between real, true DLC, yes, <laughs> and the shill they're trying to pawn off on us as mm-hmm. a new skin for a character, Correct. another new skin for a character, another. No, screw you. DLC is a kind of shit like what uh, Walking Dead, what Bethesda does, yes, with Skyrim, mm-hmm. where they're like, hey, we're going to throw in Dawnguard. What the hell is Dawnguard? It's literally an entire new set of missions and games and world that we're adding into the game for you to play. Mm-hmm. How big is it? You literally get on a ship and you go to a whole nother island that's got a huge amount of shit for you to do. Yep. Like 20 new missions to do and a whole new storyline. Fables for you to play did through. that too. Fables did that. That's DLC. Yeah. You know, uh, uh, Bethesda's uh, famous for that with uh, with Vegas and with Red... Uh, or no, that's Rockstar with Red Dead Redemption and the zombie. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's real DLC to be played, and it can be very good and very viable. And like you were saying with Arkham Origins, that could have been a huge DLC yeah. add-on. No, I'm talking about the, hey, you want that hat for that guy that gives you some special ability? Buy it. No, um, unlock it in the game. Your your game, Last of Us, just put out DLC content that is worthy. You know, it it's the the little girl's mission. Yeah, it's it, no. I mean, Rockstar is famous for having good DLC. The, yep. the Lost and the Damned and Ballad of Gay Tony and everything. They ha- they have had very solid, very worthwhile downloads. It, it's basically what you're saying are the skins or these characters. Well, yeah, one of the patches. worst ones. In, one of the worst ones in history was horse armor. Yeah, anybody who's who's played Oblivion knows about the horse armor that you could have bought. That was one of the early downloadable. It, it literally was like, look, mm-hmm. I have shiny armor on my horse. What does it do? Nothing. You have shiny shiny armor. Does it make him <laughs> more you know, unstoppable? Yeah. No, it's just shiny armor. What pissed me off with some of the games is that they would have it where your achieve, some of your achievements 
depended on if you bought certain skins and things. That's where I was like, uh, that's it's gotten to be too much. Really? That's where it got to be too much for you? <laughs> yes, because I'm an achievement whore. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Ethan, speaking of The Last of Us, last thing, the last thing we'll talk about right now is um, what do you think about Sam Raimi? Sam Raimi is going to direct The Last of Us movie. Yes, good, they have announced The Last him. of Us. Yes. Good for him. I'm only interested in the game that I'm not going to play. <laughs> See, but but it's a zombie. And this it, ends it, this <laughs> week's installment of The Last of Us. <laughs> no, uh, <clears throat> Sam Raimi is an interesting director. Uh, Do you know what he's directed? Well, most recently, probably what Spider Man. Okay, I, I'll, I'll give you I'll, I'll give you that if you can at least get that one from him. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> no, I mean he's he's interesting enough to like. Do you want to see this as a movie? I have to wait until I see some stuff from it. Because right. I know, I mean, you're you are all about The Walking Dead. You know, that is your your wait. The Walking Dead or The Last of Us? No, he, he he's all about Walking Dead as far as, as far as that being his pinnacle zombie type thing. Gotcha. Um, and Last. I of mean, Us. let's talk. I mean, Last of Us. Yes, not not really, but yes, but not. Do you think it's an inter- interesting enough story to warrant a movie? Oh hell yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Hell yes. Do you think Sam Raimi can do the job that needs to be done? Uh, <laughs> um, the exact maybe. reaction I have. Yes. Who would you want? Eli Roth? No. That would be a crazy one. Who would I have direct the last Joel Schumacher. <laughs> and you're and you get out. <laughs> Who would I have direct the last of us? Mm-hmm. Who the hell would do that? Because you need somebody who can do real heart and real emotion. But also can do horror. Yeah. And suspense. Guillermo del Toro? Yes, but would he take it too much of a... He he would make it too much of a fantasy. Pan's Labyrinth, dude. Yeah, but still... A lot of heart, a lot of emotion, a lot of drama, a lot of suspense. But he became too cinematic. Mm. Most of his movies are very cinematic. And the problem with that is? For Last of Us, I don't think you need so much cinematic as much as... What? Neil Blomkamp? District 9? Yes. I can see that. He can do it. Dude, I can see that. Yeah, Neil Blomkamp could do it real well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Yeah, make that happen. I, I think, because as, as real Make realist- that happen. No, now I want to do this movie. <laughs> I want this movie now. The Last of Us with Neil Blomkamp directing it? Dude. Here we go again. The last, last episode, we did the uh, Forrest Gump game. Now we're on video games talking sick. about movie. <laughs> right? We're bouncing back. That would be awesome, though. Having Neil Blomkamp, like, direct it? Mm-hmm. No, definitely. I think I'm down with that. I'd, but I'd but really here's the thing: we've seen this in the past. Mo- video game movies do not translate very well. It's just like in the reverse: movies do not translate to video games very well. But I think that's also because of what we discussed a few episodes ago about the source material being like people really want the source material. They want to be slaves to the source material, pretty much. Like ah, uh, the source material argument. Yeah, we It'll can never. We can, we, I think we could do an epi- a whole episode just on source material. Sure. Um, yeah, but I mean, I, I don't know. I, I, I'm a major fan of the game. I think that... It, awesome game. I just I don't know about the idea of all these, you know, every property needing to be made into something else. Welcome to the new world. I know. And it's going to be like that. Uh, hell. Newsflash. 
you're in modern era. Did you see Sony was talking about rebooting a certain game that everybody's loved from the PS2 and PS3? No. Do you know what I'm talking about? Nope. God of War, they're talking of rebooting. Why? That game that game was amazing. It just needs to stay amazing. Rebooting God of War? They already did an HD version of God of War. I know. They did the whole God of War I series know. like jumbo pack that's like I all know. three games. It, now, now I should say it, it's a it's a rumor, but no, but there's no purpose. Don't bite yourself in the ass. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. you already you already HD'd them. They're great games. Let, let it it's go. It's like I talked about let last week with you know movies. Don't fix what's not broken. <laughs> Any video games out there that you think could or should be rebooted? Well, now we're gonna have a bunch of dead air because I gotta <laughs> think about it. Halo. No. Don't. Why would you reboot Halo? I'm just. I'm just throwing. Na- I'm just throwing names out oh, there. Oh no! Don't. God. Don't. No. <laughs> Things that have been done well and done right. There's no reason to to screw it over again with with. I'll a have reboot. one. I'll, I'll have one that was originally supposed to be a full featured game, that turned into an Xbox Live arcade game, which was shortened down a lot. Which I would love to see them redo back as a full feature game. Okay. Which was called I Am Alive. I don't know if you guys. Oh yeah, that's mm-hmm. a great game. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a good one. By what I heard is that the game itself is just really short, but it's a really good game. And yeah, so, yeah. Like no, it needs straight, to go back yeah, to, game. you know, the full featured. What about Blood Rain? No. Castle Castlevania. Soul Reaver. I would do Soul Reaver. I would Soul Reaver would be a good way one. before Parasite Blood Eve. Rain. Parasite Eve was a great game. That was a that great was game. that's a game that should be rebooted. I can um, see that one. That was a great PlayStation One game. Now here's the question: When you Star say Fox, Star Fox, yes, I would love to see. And this is in the vacuum of space of like doing it perfectly. Yes, like the perfect reboot, going back to the original Star Fox and like just making a badass, badass current version. And of see, it. and then you could do a badass version of it. And because we're getting Rocket Raccoon now as a viable character in a live action film, you could do a Star Fox movie. Boo. And on that note, as always, I, I'm, I'm almost starting the whole thing over. As always, I'm R.A. Ray. <laughs> so, uh, as always, Nerdables is on Stitcher Radio, which is a fabulous way to listen to the podcast and uh, any uh, on any mobile device. Travis, I think you even listen to it on Stitcher, don't you? I do Stitch a lot. You do? Not even just our podcast, but others. You know, All of them. We're also on SoundCloud, Blip.tv, and iTunes. And you can also check us out where, Travis? On Facebook.com slash Nerdables. And where are we on Twitter, Ethan? At Nerdables Show. At Nerdables Show. And make sure you check out our website, Nerdables.com, for this podcast and any other podcast. And please leave us information or leave us comments or whatever. Leave us your contact information because we're going to (laughs) come find you and do horrible (laughs) things to you. Tell us what you think of us and everything else. You know what's else. interesting, though, is we say every every time we say that we can, you can listen to this podcast and all the other ones, mm-hmm. but they haven't listened to this one yet. <laughs> so the first time, obviously, they're listening to this one. Just saying. Please leave comments about <laughs> what Ethan is just saying and everything else at podcast at Nerdables Show. No, wait, don't leave it at that. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck me. Uh <laughs> No, thank you. you. (laughs) Leave us an email at podcast at nerdables.com. There we go. For Travis and Ethan, I'm saying goodbye. Shut up. Just say goodbye. Just say goodbye. goodbye.
Wait, wait, wait. We gotta, we gotta do that. Which part do we have to do over? We gotta do it over. The end? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds <laughs> like shit. The it whole, always does. Which part do you want to do over? <laughs> the, the whole, whole thing? ending. Okay, I'm gonna do the ending. Because you can't do it, apparently. I can do it. No, you can't. <coughs> you fail miserable. So as always, remember, Nerdables is on Stitcher Radio, which is a great lady. Great within the <laughs> what did I just say? We still what can't did do I it. Just say? What did I just say? It's because you just did it. To what me. did I say? As always, remember, Nerdables is on Stitcher Radio, which is a great way to listen to us on your mobile device. Device. Your device. Oh God. As always, remember. Whoa. As always, remember, Nerdables is on Stitcher Radio, which is a great way to listen to us on your ner- on your Nerdable device. Just do it. On your Nerdable device. On your Nerdable device. We have devices that's now. Kinda, that's kind of awesome. I like that. That's kind of fun. <laughs> See, that is actually kind of cool. As always, remember, Nerdables is on Stitcher Radio, which is a great way to listen to us on your mobile device. And your Nerdable device. And your Nerdable device. We are also on SoundCloud, Blip.tv, and iTunes. You can all... Oh, you got me! Now! See? At least I got through three sentences. Okay, Ethan, you try Does that mean it's my turn? Yes. As always, remember, Nerdables is on Stitcher Radio, which is a great way to listen to you... you both as always remember nerdables is on stitcher radio which is a great way to listen to us on your mobile device we're also on soundcloud blip.tv and itunes you can also check us out on facebook.nerdables nope Nope. my turn back to me back to me as always remember nerdables is on stitcher radio which is a great way to listen to us on your mobile device we are also on SoundCloud, Blip.tv, and iTunes. You can also check us out on Facebook.com slash Nerdables, Twitter at Nerdables Show, and you can visit our website, www.nerdables.com, to listen to this podcast and catch up on all the episodes you might have missed. And leave us all your comments, concerns, and criticism at podcast at Nerdables.com. For Travis and Ethan, I'm R.A. saying... <laughs> Shut the fuck He's up. Captain Winky. <laughs> there we go. There yes. Is. There you go. Okay. <laughs>